This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about ghost guns, building your own AR-15 from scratch, 80% lower and right on up. Now, you were telling me, what what were you saying about ARs? Yeah, uh, I had a friend was telling me that that AR stands for assault rifle, and that's how you know they should be banned. That's how you know. That's you, know, how you know, we we were talking last week, I think, about how I keep getting into trouble with, you know, everyone's like, oh, let's ban assault rifles, and oh, because mm-hmm. that'll be good. But what the hell is an assault rifle? Right. So apparently, it's only the uh, uh, Armalite M15s that uh, that yeah. count. So well, I don't know. So whatever. Anyway. The point is, now that I keep hearing all this talk of banning guns and all this stuff, and I know I keep bringing it up every episode because it it gets in my cry, you know? (laughs) That's one of those things that get me. So I I got to thinking and I was like, you know, there's got to be another way. And how do I stockpile? You know what I think? I think when I I first got into this, I, I was trying to put together this episode in my mind and... I was like, I, I at first I had heard something, got all excited about, oh, I'm going to build an 80%, you know, mm-hmm. gun and, and do all this and started building it all up in my mind. And I didn't want to bring it to you guys to, you know, the podcast until I had actually done it and tried it out and, and got a chance. And 
believe it or not, this process has taken like six or eight weeks. It's mm. been ridiculous. It's been going on and on and it's summer and, you know, we're spending a lot of time building stuff and, and doing things. So, you know, it's hard to find the time to actually get your hands in there and do things. But this was a bigger project than I initially thought, you know, when I started taking it on. Now, it, actually, when I sat down to think about this last night, I couldn't even remember where I came up with the idea to do this. And so it's kind of, I was like, what the hell? Where'd that, I don't even remember what got me excited about this. So believe it or not, I actually listened to, well, this isn't hard to believe. I listened to a uh, like financial advice, wisdom, uh, you know, kind of podcast. And it's all about, you know, investing in real estate and things like that. Mm -hmm. And they had the guy who wrote the book Patriots, um, Rawls, okay. I think yeah, is his last I, I name. Yeah, I read that book. Yep. And they had him on the podcast, and I was like, this is weird. You know, how do you have a prepper on the... Uh, and he's like, oh, with the upcoming election and it looking like Hillary is going to be the president, he goes, you should be investing in guns, mm -hmm. guns and ammo, because... Remember right before Obama, how everything skyrocketed and the price were right. prices were insane. And he's like, look, a lot of times what they do is they ban the um, the gun itself, but it'll be like you can't manufacture. Because mm -hmm. I guess the idea was something about it's a lot easier for a president to say, you know, by executive order, oh, you can't manufacture this than to say, go to everybody's house and take something. Right. I don't know how true that is, but that was his argument, is mm -hmm. that they can just be like, you know, all right, you can't bring these in the country, right. or you can't make these, and you can do a lot of that. They seem to be a lot easier with the executive order than they are, mm -hmm. you know, with the full backing of Congress. Um, so anyway, he was like, what you need to do is you need to go out and buy a bunch of um, AR-15 lowers, you know, because the receiver's the thing. And basically, he was like, oh, you can get them for 29 bucks. Well, I don't know where you're getting them for 29 bucks because I sure as hell didn't say them. <laughs> but I did walk into my gun store. I was like, all right, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So he says that. Then he's like, maybe you want to invest in 80% lowers. And I was like, you know, I heard about 80% lowers, but I don't really know what that is I think you're, you know, you're making your own, but I had kind of looked at it and then it looked really complicated and I just dismissed it and moved on. I know I've watched videos where people are like 3D printer and they're knocking out the plastic polymer, mm -hmm. lower receivers and things like that. But anyway, so he was like, buy a bunch of these and stockpile them. And I'm like, you know, I should do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm driving along at work and, and whatever, and I get somewhere and I'm like, all right, let me search 80% lowers and see what comes up. So the first thing that came up was uh, Daytona Tactical. And when I looked at their site, basically you can get a complete, with the lower receiver, AR-15, 16-inch barrel. They were, um, actually, I think I paid a little less but basically, I see them starting around four ninety nine. I think I found it for four twenty nine when I did it, mm -hmm. and that was only eight weeks ago. Um, they have 
where you can buy five lower receivers and a jig to make it out for two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So I think I spent somewhere around seven fifty and got a complete gun with the unfinished eighty percent lower, mm-hmm. and then five more lower receivers. Okay. Or maybe I did no lower receiver and then I got it for like three twenty nine or something mm-hmm. and then the five lower receivers, whatever. I don't I don't remember exactly, but that's the gist of it. So anyway, I I ordered these well, I went home, told the old lady I was like, We're investing in guns. This is what we're doing. And and I went and I ordered it and got that coming. Um I was pretty excited, pretty pumped about it. And actually, you know what? I didn't even do it that way. Let me step back here. Sorry, I know I'm all over the place trying to figure it out. But then I have a buddy who's an FFL dealer. Mm. And I called him up and I said, look, man. I said, I'm reading about these 80% lowers. I It seems like a cool idea. What's the deal? You know, what can I do? He says, oh, yeah, no problem. You can order them all day long. There's no problem, nothing illegal. You can even build them completely legal to put your, you know, drill it out and have them all set up just like a regular lower receiver you would buy. And it's 100% legal to have it on your in your house. Mm-hmm. All right, done. Now, we live in New York. New York, they ban assault weapons, which assault weapons are pretty much anything painted anything. black in yeah. New York, right? So if it has a pistol grip, if it has... And even if you get around and you had it registered as an assault weapon, it still has to have an 18-inch barrel in New York Mm because we've not had 16-inch barrels in for forever and, Mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff. So he says, look, you can do the whole thing. You can drill out the lower. You can put all the lower receiver parts in except for the pistol grip. And as long as you can go as far as, you know, until you're putting on things that are dangerous Mm -hmm. in New York, you know. But any other state, you can put it together, shoot it, use it, and it's completely legal. I mean, I guess California has some other gun restrictions. You got to check your own laws. Yeah. But basically, if you can go buy an AR-15, you can build one of these. If you're allowed to have the one, you can have the other. Now, so you can get these 80% lowers. And you can. the weird thing is you can walk into any gun show in New York and buy any gun parts you want except for that lowered like all together. Mm-hmm. So you can buy a 16-inch barrel, completely legal. You can order one offline, have it delivered to your house. No problem. No background check, no nothing. You can buy everything but a finished lower receiver. Mm-hmm. So you can even buy the 80% lower receiver, completely legal. What's the difference between finished and an 80%? Getting there. Okay. One more minute. So then, I know it's just a lot of background with all this. So then you can put it all together or you can't put it together in New York, but anywhere else you can put this all together and you're completely legal. It's just, you can't sell or transfer a firearm without the uh, serial number on it. Okay. So that's the problem. So you can own it. You can own it and you can buy as many of these lowers as you want, but you can't buy them with the intent to sell. Mm -hmm. So that's another weird law that doesn't really make any sense. Like you could make them and sell them, you but you can't, can't buy them to sell them because mm-hmm. that would be weird. I'm not really sure the logic on that one, mm-hmm. but okay. So anyway, so you can get this 80% lower and you, again, 
next step. So then I say, you know what? I'm not sure how these lowers are going to work out now that I talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to go buy some lower receivers too. Mm-hmm. Now these have serial numbers and are legit. And I get worried and I start checking on the internet and I'm like, oh, you know, can I buy those in New York? Because, I mean, you're basically buying an AR-15. Right. But you're not because it's not, you know, and they do make New York compliant AR-15s. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm going to put it together New York compliant. You know, who knows? So I walk in and, and I read online and, and these guys are like, yeah, I went into my gun store and the guy yelled at me and was like, oh, you know, you can't buy those. What are you thinking? You're crazy. And different things. So I'm a little on edge, but I'm pretty tight with the guys in my gun store. So I'm like, well, let's go see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I walk in. Which gun store do you use? Uh, it's, a, it's a local, you know, not a okay. chain or anything. It's called the uh, Civil Armory in okay. uh, in uh, Poughkeepsie. So I, I go in there and, and see these guys. And, and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I, I wanted to get a... Uh, a lower receiver for an AR-15. Can you order me one of those? And I'm ready. Like I have, you know, cheaper than dirt and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, and so I can show them be like, yeah, I want this. And the guy's like, oh, you mean like in the case right behind you? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And it's funny, they were even cheaper than the ones I was seeing online. Yeah. And they're already there. I don't have to deal with shipping, markups, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, transfer fees. And I'm like, oh, $79 for Anderson uh, lower receivers? Okay. Um, yeah, I'll take some of those. Mm-hmm. So I purchased my lower receiver, bring it all home. Now, the idea in my head was, all right, I can have the lower receivers. And then when, you know, supposedly when they do background checks, there's originally we're going to discard the information after they do the check. The FBI said, oh, we're not going to keep it. We're not going to see who bought what gun. You're just going to tell us. We're going to look and say, oh, yeah, it's all good. But mysteriously, we're going to ask for the serial number and everything. Mm -hmm. But then we're just going to throw that out. Not, oh, this guy's blindly buying a gun. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that was the deal when they started this. Right. Was that they were going to not keep the information. But anyway, so the idea is imagine a world. Now, this is going to be hard for you, Mm -hmm. but imagine a world where they keep your information. Okay. Uh, It's a stretch, but, Uh you know, work with me. And I don't know. That sounds a little bit dishonest by then. uh, Yeah. And I know the government would never do something like that. So, all right. But we're in fantasy, right? You're you're working in a fantasy world. Mm -hmm. So then they come and they knock on their door, on my door. And they say, Chuck, you know, we seem to remember you purchasing several AR-15, you know, rifles. And uh, we'd like those back because we've decided to make those illegal. Mm-hmm. And I, at that point, can say, oh, you're right, and keep all my expensive gun parts and hand them the lower receiver with the serial number and say, here you go. Here is my AR-15. And by definition in New York... That is my AR-15. Actually, by definition of federal law as well, mm-hmm. that is my AR-15. I can turn it in, and then I have six more that don't have serial numbers or background checks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that kind of works out. Because now I can take the one that I just made and load all those parts back into it mm-hmm. and be ready to go with the same exact thing. 
So I can have nice finished by a professional and I'm only risking $79. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I have, a, you know, if I go in and buy a $1,000 AR-15, then the government takes it, I'm out $1,000. Right. And that scares me. I don't want to be out $1,000. That mm-hmm. sounds like a big loss. Mm-hmm. But if I'm out 79 bucks and then I can just put another one in there and I still have an AR-15, I'm dumb and happy. And up until the day they knock on my door, I haven't broken any laws. Mm-hmm. And if they say, well, what happened to the rest of the gun? We don't understand. I can say, well, in New York, I can sell any gun parts mm-hmm. without any background check or whatever. So I walked into a gun show. I needed money. My old lady needed things. And... uh so mm-hmm. I sold all my gun parts mm-hmm. and I just hung on to the lower receivers because you guys make it difficult to sell those. So, mm-hmm. and then you're completely in the compliance of the law and everything's cool. But also what's exciting is I just said AR-15s are a lot like a thousand bucks. And now we're talking about building them for four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's freaking awesome. And that's a good, um, uh, that's a good little <laughs> markup if you live in some place that's not New York state. And you exactly. Can so the next thing on the list is that when I did talk to the FFL guy, he said, I said, you know, what do you know about this Daytona tactical? What do you think? You know, what's the word? Because he's been in this business and doing the kind of thing for a long time. He says, hit or miss. Sometimes you get good stuff. Sometimes you get bad stuff. Well, everything I got, I'm pretty happy with. It seems great. And and his answer was, for the price, you can't do any better. Mm-hmm. You know, for what you're paying, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I would say if you're not going to do anything, this is better than nothing by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, now it's time to build okay. this gun. So, so we've got all the these parts. And you have the we've parts. got the lowers. We've got everything. Well, that's where basically everything started to slow down. So I started to look on the internet of how, how do I, uh, you know, mill this thing out and is it hard and whatever bottom line everyone's like oh it's easy it's nothing no problem not so much it was a pain in the ass mm-hmm. um there when i i ended up listening to some podcasts uh ar-15 podcast turns mm-hmm. out there's a whole lot a whole podcast, podcast about on... the blake black rifle okay. and they have hundreds of episodes there, there's a lot to get into on the black rifle but and they had actually the guy who has 80% arms, mm-hmm. which I didn't know about at that point, but now I learned. So he's talking about, oh, when you mill them, you really don't want to just do it with a hand drill. It's not going to work. Daytona Tactical, they kind of imply like, oh, yeah, you're good <laughs> to go, whatever. Yeah. Just drill some holes and, and whatever. They're like, that's not going to work. And they're like, oh, drill press, yeah, you really need to buy a good router and route it out mm-hmm. and and do it that way. They're like, we sell specialty bits and this and that. And I kind of think they're right and you want to go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, what th- was your experience? You try, you attempted to drill it with a hand drill, right? I, I originally, I wasn't going to do like the routing out of the inner cavity mm-hmm. with a hand drill, but this one's from the side. I'm like, how can I fuck that up? Mm-hmm. Well... I, I don't know if it was the jig from Daytona Tactical or what, but basically when I went through one, drilling through the aluminum is not like you imagine. 
No. You think, oh, I put that in there, I'm going to burn through that in about 30 seconds. Not the case. Mm. Um, you're in, they, they call it peck drilling, where you drill in for, you know, 10 seconds, pull it out, shake out all the aluminum, drill mm. again, go from both sides. I go and do that with the hand drill, and you know what? The holes don't really match up. I can see when they come together, but I'm seeing the, the other a little bit thing, off, so. and that concerns me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I go out, and now mind you, when I, I listen to the interview with the guy from 80% Arms, he's like, don't go to Harbor Freight. Mm-hmm. He goes, you think you're going to go buy your cheap uh, whatever, and it's going to all work out good. It's not. And I'm starting more and more to think he may be right. <laughs> so I go and I buy the router just like he told me, and that's for doing the inner cavity. Mm-hmm. That was my plan. I go to Harbor Freight and I buy a drill press. Well, at that point, I try and finish what I had started with the hand drill, and I see that they don't line up. I don't think it's from the, the drill press. I think it's from my initial you uh-huh. know, hand drill stuff. And I grab the uh, the router and I start from the top and that's good. Now, a couple of things. Things aren't just matching up. They're not great. I'm not happy. So I think at this point, I decided to call it quits with the drilling it out because I didn't want to ruin what I had. And I have, you know, all these lower receivers. I want to keep them nice. I wanted to get this podcast done. I've been, uh, you know... So I think the answer is I'm going to buy a different jig from uh, 80% Arms. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try theirs and I'm going to see how that goes and I'm going to get back to you guys. So, and then I got to say, when I watched everybody do these on YouTube, every person was doing it in like a freaking machine shop. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anybody in their basement just in uh, their basement just doing it with the little drill press and it working out nice so bottom line you're gonna spend at least three hours um uh, that's a given Mm -hmm. um i did purchase several other tools um i'll try and uh pull them up here see if uh, i can get you some idea of the other things that i had to buy um I hate for the uh, dead air. I have to keep talking, just mumbling, you know, things to say. Cause... Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like uh, when you get down to it, they try and do a lot of work on banning banning weapons and banning guns, but they're not really that hard to make at home. They are not. You know, you can build a, a zip gun out of out of pipe parts, you know. Right. It's it's hard to really ban, ban guns when they're so simple. It's a simple right. machine. It's not like you're building an internal combustion engine in your basement. All right, so I basically, you know, I had bought a book, um, Build Your Own AR-15 by David Strauss. And he talked about, you know, there's he really doesn't use any tools. He's like, oh, there's all these specialty tools. All I use is, uh, what did he say? He said um, he uses a brass punch and a light hammer and a roll of scotch tape. So, I mean, bottom line pretty simple um i bought a punch set which you know i guess i didn't read that yet i ordered it around the same time i ordered the book um from grace usa Mm -hmm. um i bought it off amazon it looks like it was about 33 bucks 
So that was an expense. Mm-hmm. I spent 80 bucks or something on the drill, which was another expense. Um, I bought a armorer, the AR-15 armorer tool, which you need to tighten the, uh, put the barrel on. You tighten it with this wrench. You've seen that big hook wrench that they have. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, so I bought that. Aside of that, you don't really need anything else. The guy says, oh, use the scotch tape when you're punching in things on the uh, lower receiver when you're putting it together. Great idea. Huge on not putting scratches in it. Mm-hmm. It paid off in, you know, spades. Yeah. Um, definitely the right move. So anyway, like I said, I, I had this long run of uh, trying to mill out the thing. Mm-hmm. I said, forget it. I want to get this podcast going. I want to get on it because I, I think this is something you guys want to hear. And I think it's something you need to hear. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I go and I put together the lower receiver with my book from this guy. I kid you not, doing the lower was maybe a half hour of sitting watching TV and just putting things in and easy. Mm -hmm. It was nothing. Um, I bought some lower kits at at a gun show for about 49 bucks. They had the stag arms, Mm -hmm. you know, kit in a bag of all your lower receiver parts. I got a lower receiver part from Daytona Tactical when I ordered that. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to have a couple because I wanted to try the ones I built and the ones I whatever. So anyway, you put the pins in. Everything is straightforward. I thought it was going to be so complicated. There's a bunch of springs and all this stuff. And really only like the parts are only going to fit where they're supposed to fit. You kind of can't do it wrong. Right. Um, there were a couple of things where... Uh, they they have something called a uh, Deton spring or, or Deton spring. I don't even know how you say it. But uh, that, you're going to do the same thing in like three different places. It's basically a little pin that like holds things in place. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you lock in the barrel, it's going to hold that so it doesn't come unclipped. Different things. Um, uh, just above the uh, pistol grip. There's one where it'll hold the safety switch so when you turn it, it latches and, and mm-hmm. doesn't latch. Whatever. Basically, you have the same part for a couple of things. That had me concerned. I'm like, which one is it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, but it, it really wasn't a big deal. Um, now, since I live in New York, you would imagine that at that point I stopped. I only went as far as putting all the lower parts and didn't put anything together. Right. Now, you can imagine at that point, I stopped, went back to my bedroom and wet the bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I took the lower receiver that maybe I have one that I registered as an assault weapon in New York. And so I was like, oh, I can keep going. I can put parts on this one. And I built it out with that one, except I had an 18-inch barrel that I just had lying around and put that on it instead. Mm-hmm. Or you can imagine that I just said to hell with the law and did whatever I wanted and put this together. Or maybe it was a combination of the three. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I didn't do anything and I'm just making all this up. Yeah. Any one of those is possible. Get the lower 80s to begin with. Anything is possible. So I'll let you use your imagination on how that one played out. But basically, the rest of the gun goes together very easily. Mm hmm. 
Um, it really was nice having that book. So the real to the guide real me through is, it, yes, is drilling out the lowers. The well, it's very difficult, and and routing them. Yes. So so it's basically after that it's just assembly. Yeah, and the assembly was nothing. Mm-hmm. I was intimidated by the assembly. Actually, another little side story here. I was like, after I was listening to the AR-15 podcast, Mm -hmm. they talked about the American Gunsmithing Institute. Mm. And this is an online learn how to build your own guns kind of thing. They help you get your FFL license and and basically be a gunsmith. Um, I think it ends up costing you around six grand. But if you're just doing it as a hobby, they have a lot of like how-to videos and things mm-hmm. like that where you can get for 39 bucks you can you know do you know an AR15 build mm-hmm. um 39 bucks they had a uh, so I sent away the information to the American Gunsmithing Institute like I said I was all in with this I'm mm-hmm. like all right I'm going to learn all everything I can learn so I I sent away the information on that I also got some DVDs on different things but anyway I send away and they uh, send me, actually, they don't send me anything. I'm kind of annoyed. I'm like, really? (laughs) You guys are kidding me. All right. So nothing comes. So then I get a phone call. Oh, you know, I'm the guy who's supposed to help you and whatever. I'm like, yeah, you didn't send me anything. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to send that out to you. All right. Sounds good. Nothing. Week later, I get an email, though says, would you like to find out if you like to learn gunsmithing? Same place, you know, American Mm -hmm. Gunsmithing Institute's from them. Says, we have a fast start guide that has the AR-15 and the 1911. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I own both those guns. Mm -hmm. That sounds like all I really want, (laughs) and I don't even want anything else. This is awesome. 39 bucks. Or maybe maybe it was twenty nine. I think it was twenty nine bucks for the two. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what I want. Try and order it. Won't let me do it. I'm like, oh. So then I call up the number and I'm like, I'm gonna bypass everybody. There's a num- phone number on the bottom of the thing. I call up and they're like, I'm like, look, I'm trying to order this and it won't let me. You know, I want to give you my money. Yeah. And they're like, oh. Well, let's put you in touch with somebody. Hang on a minute. Put me on hold. They send me back to the same guy that keeps calling me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know what, man? I tried to order this. I really want it bad. Let me give you my credit card information. I want to do this. Give them all my credit card information. Nothing. But since then, I've gotten four welcome packets in the mail. Ooh. So they did start coming. So they are welcoming you. It was like six times later. And then I get an email after we spoke and whatever. Oh, I'm sorry to hear you're not interested in it anymore. And I'm like, what the hell? So I don't understand why these people were this what hard to work with. Company? American Gunsmithing Institute. Okay. And they actually spoke very highly of it on the, the other thing. So I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Maybe they just don't like you. I, I really, I mean, I can understand not wanting to commit, but mind you, the first time I spoke with this guy on the phone, he goes, I don't work on commission. It doesn't matter how many I sell. I just want to help you through the process. If you want to do it, I'm here to help. to start putting them on commission. And I'm like, <laughs> but dude, you're not even paying attention. 
And I'm like, I don't know if I'm interested. I just want this video to see if it's something that I'm into. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I want to know everything about putting guns together and building them and doing it. But I don't know that I really want to make a business out of it. You know, I read these right. things, make four grand a year extra. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that, that doesn't really sound that appealing to me. I want more out of life, mm-hmm. you know? So that was that. Um, I, I'm still waiting for that to arrive. Now, I didn't see any charge on my credit card, right? They didn't charge oh, me the $29. Yeah. They just, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, why do you even... You know? Well, they can charge you now that you've, they've got the credit card info. They can charge you when they want to. Yeah, yeah, well... And maybe so, someday in the distant future, in the you're, distant you're future charge I'm going to be like, don't! Some stuff will come in the mail. So, anyway, so that's uh, that's where I'm at on that. But basically, my point is, so there are these awesome guns. They're 100% legal to make. You can have a whole armory of unregistered, un... You know, whatever. Obviously, if you're not in New York, we're talking about. Right. You can have your wall filled with AR-15s that you bought for four ninety nine a piece, ready to go, which is cheap as hell, not registered with the federal government, completely legal to own, nothing wrong with it, and in a way, they're untraceable. I mean, there's no serial number, so they can't yeah. go back to the store. Now, if you believe, gee... Places like 80% Arms, places like this Daytona Tactical that I, mm-hmm. I found, um, is the government watching them? Are they seeing what credit cards are ran through there? Or, you know, do they watch the mail that goes out of there? Mm-hmm. It's possible. But, you know, quit being a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're already do on what a watch you gotta list do. anyway. You're already listening to me, so you know you're wrong. Yeah. Um. So, bottom line, that's what I'm getting at with that. These things are completely accessible. They're awesome. And you can build a great freaking gun for cheap, cheap, cheap with nothing. When the government comes to take away the rifles, you're going to be able to make a choice of whether you give it back or you don't. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be up to you. And you know what? When the power is in your hands, that's, you know, that's what freedom is. When you can make the decisions for yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. When you're desperate and boxed in a corner, I'm telling you, don't get boxed in a corner. Mm-hmm. You know, do the right thing and protect your family. Now, flip side, it's freaking awesome to know that you built your own gun. Mm-hmm. One, I don't have to question if a part breaks. I know exactly how to take my gun apart, how to put it back together. And I have, for $40, I can have a whole duplicate you know, spring set. I ordered a couple firing pins. Mm-hmm. They're they're part of you know the upper. They don't have you know come in that lower kit. So, a couple of things like that. It's awesome. It's a satisfying feeling, and you know what? It's a satisfying feeling to mill out your own. And you know, you're not building it from scratch because mm-hmm. it's still got a lot. Right. You know, you're right. not. But you're not smelting smelting. But it's rock. the same as if you buy all the parts to an engine and put it together. Right. You build that engine and that's cool. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there is nothing, you know, I can take every piece apart down to a bunch of pieces of metal. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. And, you know, then once you understand the gun and know how to build it, that's, you know, something awesome and something you can really, uh, you know, be proud of. And it's fun. And my kids have seen me. Oh, look, you know, he's, built that gun and now I can take mm-hmm. apart my other 
guns and and clean them a little bit better and you know go a little bit deeper and it gets rid of that fear Mm -hmm. you know you have of oh when i go to put that in that pin is going to shoot across the room and i'm not going to have the uh you know that spring is going to blast something across the room the one thing i will say that was scary um when you put together the lower receiver they have a uh a part called a uh, trigger guard mm-hmm. and uh, at least I think it's trigger guard let me uh, pull it up in the book here trigger guard um, oh also the one thing I have to point out about that book sorry too now that I'm looking back at it when you go to put it together he takes you through all these steps and I think right when you get to uh, you're putting together you put in the trigger assembly you put in the safety selector. Mm-hmm. In order to put the safety selector, the uh, the hammer has to come down because it basically holds the trigger up a little bit, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to fit the uh, the safety selector in over it because it has a little notch. And when the hammer's up, like basically that's how it's safe is because it pushes it back down and won't mm-hmm. let it you know move. So anyway, you have to drop the hammer in order to put the safety in. Mm -hmm. It tells you to do that. I go and follow that step. And then the next page goes, but whatever you do, don't try fire the gun. (laughs) And I'm like, don't. And then after I'm pissed off about that, you get to the next time. Well, you're going to have to dry fire the gun a few times. Just don't do it a lot. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you guys just want to screw with me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry. The book's kind of written like that where maybe it's nice if you read it through and then Mm -hmm. do the steps. I don't want to be, you know, whatever. Anyway, there is this uh, trigger guard on the bottom. And just below the trigger, there's two little flaps that come out and a pin goes through and and that holds that bar below the trigger. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is they give you this huge pin with the little hole and you got to beat it with the hammer. And the book is like, oh, if you get on that, you're going to break those tabs off and ruin that lower receiver you got. Mm -hmm. And so I was a little paranoid is what I'm telling you. Yeah. And you're just because you're banging it with a hammer trying to get it in there. And it, it just seemed like they were a little tighter than they should be. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, yeah, a lot of them come out of spec and you got to just deal with it. And I'm like, because, uh, <laughs> you know, I did yeah. spend 80 bucks, a lot of time, a lot of anxiety. I'm building my first thing and mm-hmm. I don't want to break it off. Yeah. But went together great. And like I said, now, now I own it, you know, right. now I understand how they work and and can really deal with it. So bottom line, you should get off your ass. You should go build your own AR-15, even if you do it from lowers. And at least you have a little more insight. So when the government comes knocking on your door, just give them freaking lower receivers. Because mm-hmm. keep the rest of that shit. Don't give them your stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just stupid. You don't throw away money. That's right. With that, I think uh, we covered everything for AR-15s. What do you think? Well, I think uh, we might have to do a couple AR-15 shows in the future, but I think that... Uh, Gives us a good base on how to get started building our own. All right. And I will get back to you when I get some uh, milled out lowers and let you know what uh, happened here and mm-hmm. keep you updated. But I think uh, we had a lot of content there to give you some insight. But like I said, don't believe everything you hear about it being a cakewalk. Maybe watch some of the videos and you're always in your mind, oh, I'm drilling aluminum. Like I said, it wasn't that easy. Mm-hmm. So check it out. 
see what you're doing. And uh, otherwise, stay safe. Take care of your family. Maybe you leave us a review on the iTunes. I saw we were getting some new reviews on the iTunes. I like that. It makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could be next. All right. Stay safe, and we will talk to you next week. search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight, Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.